Hey, what's up? Today we are going to be talking to Josh Balls. He is a musician turned entrepreneur that has so many different businesses that he's operating. We talk about all of them in the podcast, but the one that really made me be like, I need to talk to this dude is his root beer company, Parlor. And we talk about all this in the podcast, so I'm not going to get into it now. But first, I'm going to tell you about my business. The business I started when the pandemic shut down the music industry, it's called Fearless Knives. And we just finished a knife that we've been spending a year and a half, makes super reliable. It's a really good everyday carry, really good pocket knife. The new knife is called the Defender. Go to fearlessknives.com and use code NOFEAR to get 10% off the sale that we're already running on the Defender. I feel it's super essential for all musicians to have a business outside of music to give them financial stability, to be able to have a more fun time not stressing about money as a musician. And so Fearless Knives is one of those businesses for me. So head over to fearlessknives.com. We got a lifetime warranty and uh, yeah, pick it up. It's super sick. So let's get into this episode with Josh Balls and I'm Johnny McBee. You're listening to the Burn This World podcast. And so, yeah, we are here with Josh Balls. How are you doing today? I'm great. It's been a busy one, but I, I like busy. It's nice. Well, you, according to your Instagram bio, you're super busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You got so much crap going on um, and so much stuff that I didn't even know about until I saw I was at So What last weekend and uh had your root beer i walked up to the tent because it had a really good display it was actually a huge area it wasn't just a little tent and so went in there because it was 190 degrees outside and i wanted something to drink and root beer is the best because you know no caffeine and you know trying to chill and the branding was good too so you have a root beer company you're also doing some music with strange kids music you're doing the dw presents you're doing the space zebra yeah, all sorts of crap going on, but I especially want to talk about the root beer stuff. Fuck yeah. I mean, it's it's the newest thing that I've been doing and it's it's honestly took off like a rocket and it's kind of terrifying because <laughs> you don't think that you're like, "Oh, like I fucking love root beer." Like Yeah. Yeah, on the record, that's my it's like the best thing in existence. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, like we were supposed to initially just do like, "Hey, let's do a little vintage bottle shop." Me and my friend were just like, "No, fuck it. Let's do a full root beer brand." And we did it and we thought it was going to be like cool and fun and we were going to be able to sell to some stores, give to some friends, sell some stuff. No, it was a, it was a rocket and it's a rocket. It's amazing. That's sick. I mean, you, I, I think from probably from your experience in a band world and being a creative in the way that you are, like branding is so essential. And I mean, that's what drew me into the tent. I had no idea it was you, but just the branding aspect of itself is what got me in there to taste it in the first place. Amazing. That makes me feel good. That makes I'm doing something right. Cause I, I like when people like support things, not for me, but for the product, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I, it's so interesting too, cause the dude that was there, you know, gave the spiel and was saying that you guys have your own, you, you do the whole process. You saw, I don't know if it's called brewing or not with. Yeah. Beer, so yeah. we, so it's not white labeled at all. It is our recipe. It is our, 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 we are, it is our brew. You cannot, you cannot re, we own the recipe for parlor root beer, which is amazing. And how did you come about to even like getting into all that? Were you sitting there 
chemist style, like coming up with flavors and crap. It was we we dealt with some some ingredient companies, some uh, some flavoring companies, and and uh, and a local brewery called SBC. Um, we kind of got together and we we just tried a bunch of shit. We like threw threw spaghetti to the wall. We like all right, this is we want it to be a little more bitier. We want it to be a little more smooth. So <clears throat> with the with the flavoring company, we said, hey, we want it to taste like this, this, and this. And they build you a recipe based on the the parameters you give, and they send it to you. The brewery brews that 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 recipe, and then you taste it. And then so from there, then you get to go. All right, so we want this to be, you know, more have it more of a uh, better texture on the on the on the how how it you know how it touches your lips and how it finishes down your throat. You know, um, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> But it was it was fun. It was like legit. We were being like chemists and like dumping other root beers into other root yeah. beers and creating our own concoction, which is amazing. Sick. And uh, what is is it just because you like root beer? Or is there stuff beyond that? Like you straight edge, so you don't drink regular beer, or what's going on? I actually am like straight edge. I've I have never drank beer in my entire yeah. life. I'm 32 years sober, which is uh, it's yeah. a feat in itself. Definitely. Um, and my go-to is always been root beer, yeah. you know, whether like when we were on tour, I would go, you know, what do you want in your rider? Like, Oh, give me, give me your, give me your craft. Give me, send me, give me a four or six pack of your craft, your local craft root beer, you know? Yeah. And so I'm straight just edge as well. Same boat, awesome. 30, 32, never drank in my life either. And so Fuck it's yeah. kind of one of those things too, that just how is the pro the process is pretty similar, isn't it? Creating root beer as and creating like actual beer. Yeah, I mean, you differ. You you miss a certain fermentation process, but it's basically the same. Like we have those, we use those big fucking tanks. We we throw water and we throw sugar in, and then you yeah. you have to cool it down, and then you go to a different tower, and that tower cools down. You you add your ingredients, so it's it's basically the same process. Oh, it's you know obviously beer is a lot, yeah. a little more complicated with the ingredients, but it's a it's about the same. That's awesome. Yeah, I've always I've literally done the exact same thing as far as like everyone is always drinking beer. And if I go if I'm end up in a bar at a show or whatever, it's like, yeah, I'll take the root beer. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So we're in yeah. The same and that's that's there. it's it's amazing to be like to to realize how many people love root beer. You don't think about it. And then you put out a root beer brand and um it gets it it gets obnoxious real fast. And I love it. <laughs> and it's super, super pumped. And so is as far as starting a company like this, obviously you're very involved in the band world for any one that doesn't know Josh was in motionless and white, uh, an original member, correct? Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've been doing all this other stuff on the side, uh, after, uh, being with them. And I feel like just literally everything you do is so branded. You also do an oddity store, correct? Yep. And so are you with all of your stuff? Um, like the root beer and anything like that, are you specifically trying to brand to the music world because that's where your um, experience has been? Or are you just uh, doing it anywhere possible? Like what's I mean, as far tag, as marketing uh, and growing and what? Honestly, hey, root beer is for fucking everybody. Yeah. You know, I, I don't care if what you listen to, who you are, what you like, whatever, like root beer is for everybody. This is just phase one because this is my world. So infiltrating the rock and metal world is like our first initial push into the world, you know, but I, I, I'm, I'm trying to go country, hip hop, um, everything. I want to, I want fucking, I want the world to love root beer. And I support, I mean, I support all, I think our focus is music 
Um, that's like our focus because I fucking love music. I come from music, whether that's the rock world, the rap world, the country world, like root beer is legit for everybody. I mean, when I talk, when you talk about root beer, you talk about your first time having root beer. It's like a memory, you know, it's, it's nostalgia, Definitely. you know, going to going to the amusement park and having your first root beer with your parents or, you know, thinking you're drinking beer and stuff like that. So <laughs> well, it's, especially like, uh, like properly like homebrewed root beer or like the local stuff does have like a big time difference compared to like the like the average like nationwide brand and so there's like a when you drink uh like for me at like the city days it was called raytown roundup days where i'm from they always had this big huge thing where they had these big kegs of root beer and you'd fill up a huge jug and stuff like that and it's pretty much like something everyone looked forward to going to like this fair was like getting a big jug of root beer from there and it's like has a such a specific distinct flavor that you're right there's it's a very nostalgic thing but it is also like a healthier option when you go to this homebrewed stuff because you guys use real cane sugar so there's yes no high fructose corn syrup up in there and so it's like it's nice and a healthier option it's amazing it's it's one of those things where like we're just trying to like you know, I just want to make the best product possible and just, mm -hmm. you know, make people super stoked to love fucking root beer because it's like one of those things that you're just like, oh man, like it's, it's just a fucking coolest thing. Like it's, it's, I can't believe I started a fucking root beer brand. Yeah. That's so sick. And you even got a hat that says root beer is sick. And that, that I saw all the merch you had in there. It was all good branding and it's just, it's, it's like a weird thing to get very behind, but it's also, it makes a lot of sense and it's cool. <laughs> You're going to create, you're going to make a trend. I love that. Yeah. And, uh, so the oddity store, um, I feel like that was one of the first things I saw you really doing, um, outside of music. And so what, what's the weirdest thing that you currently have? I, my personal collection, I own some really weird shit. I mean, I have, um, you know, I have human faces in jars and human testicles and a penis and, a full human, full human skeletons. And, you know, I, the weirder, the better for me, because I am a fucking weirdo and it's, I've, I have no problem letting my freak fly yeah, and, uh, collecting weird shit, you know, taxidermy and, yeah. and all that shit. Well, so, at least if something catastrophic happens, you have like backups, you know? True. True. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I love the strange and unusual. It's my baby. It's my number one. Like, it's what stemmed me into entrepreneurship. You know, yeah. I, I was in the band and I wanted to do something else. So I started collecting and collecting and then that turned into being a store and then it turned into, um, uh, it just, it just turned into a fucking empire and it's, it's fueled my love for everything. Um, and it's just, it's, it's amazing. Like I love that place so much. And all I do is want, I want everybody to experience the strange and unusual. Yeah. Um, you know, whether in person, you know, on the, I don't, I don't love e-commerce because it's, you can't touch it. You can't feel it. Like I'm yeah. always person that's like, I would love to buy a pair of pants. Well, I have to go and like fucking put them on or mm -hmm. it's going to freak me out. So, you know, <laughs> if, if anybody listening can ever, you know, come to Kingston, Pennsylvania and experience the strange and unusual, please do. If not, you know, we do have the strange and .com. And, uh, you know, we're at year three of, we actually have a, a cafe inside of the strange and unusual called strange brew. Um, so you get, it's a, it's a magic cafe, like a magical cafe that is unreal. It's such an experience. Like 
we throw fire. There's, um, you get wands, you get, there's, it's, it's, we have moving pictures all over the wall. It's just such a, the strange unusual is such an experience and everyone needs to at least try it once in their life. Yeah. You're making me want to take a trip up there with my wife just cause she would absolutely <laughs> love it. It sounds like that's awesome. And like, because I'm, I'm in a similar situation where COVID gave me a break from music. i never really had a break from music up until COVID hit. And um, what I did just out of necessity basically was I started up a knife company. And so we manufactured knives and we created our whole thing. And it got me in this realm of entrepreneurship to where it's now. I've started like three companies since then. And it's like given me this new drive, but it's all based off of trying to be creative as well. And so it's like, it, it almost is filling a gap for me in a musical sense since the past three years have had Jack squat for music. Um, and you have to, you fucking have to, and there's no other, I tell band dudes this all the time. I said, be creative and be who you are because you know, like me, I just wanted to be a fucking, I wanted to create experiences. I wanted to be, you know, something and you're doing the same thing. You're, you're taking something you like to do mm-hmm. and turning it not into a passion, but into now a, a full fledged, you know, career. Yeah. And I think that band people, the people that are in bands, especially bands that grinded for a long time, like they have this drive that all entrepreneurs, like really successful entrepreneurs need. And a lot of people don't have, but people that are in bands that grinded for so long, understand a drive in a startup. And so I've like anyone that, has been doing music for a while i really really recommend especially finding some company that you can do outside to be financially stable outside of music it's like being financially stable outside of music just opens up the freaking world to actually enjoy your passion projects and there's nothing wrong with starting from the fucking bottom like that's the thing it's like a lot of people like in bands they're like too proud to like fucking sweep a floor or (laughs) you know work at a grocery store but like to be honest, like I started from the bottom with all, like, I mean, I opened, I had strange while I was emotionless. I opened up, I ended up opening a, a salon and spa, which I sold. Um, I had, uh, I have a, a restaurant and a bar called Noir, which I love. Um, I have the root beer company. I have Twitch, which I is, is a, a, a big part of my life. Now I have a, a horror marketplace called horror hub marketplace, which is like the Amazon for, for all things horror, where we sell props, masks, like anything you can think of in the Halloween world. Uh, figurines and shit like that. So just, and they all started from zero, you know, and, and now it's, they're all becoming, you know, knock on wood, things are going great, which is yeah. terrifying, but it's amazing. Yeah. And so for me, I have a big problem with uh, getting too much on my plate. Uh, and I'm also very much always have been doing everything by myself. Uh, and it's hard for me to offset tasks to people. Um, and so with all the different things you do, like, how quickly did you have to build a team around you to be able to handle this stuff? Or do you really have much of a team around you? I have a giant team. And if it wasn't for them, I would be nothing. But, you know, obviously it's like, there was times where it's like, I couldn't afford those people and they really believed in the product and they jumped on for, for next to nothing. And they, you know, they grew with me and then they grew, you know, I have, I have a a, Aaron um, Sullivan who's started with me at strange eight years ago. Um, recently this last year, I gave her equity in the company. Now she's like a part owner in the strange and unusual with me because I, I was like, Hey, here's for years of you working for like pennies. Um, I appreciate you. And, you know, I gave her, you know, now she's on a salary and she yeah. also has equity in the company. You know what I mean? Like you need people that believe in you 
to, to move forward because, you know, building a team is not cheap unless they believe in, in what you're doing. Yeah. And cause like it, that's been always one of my issues is finding other people that are as passionate about the specific thing that I'm trying to do. And so it's like, I, I want people to be involved that are in it just like with a band, like you want to have band members that are, you know, in it trying to, uh, achieve just as much as everyone else. And so with all these different projects, like, do you kind of involve people from each one to the next, or does each one have its own team built? Um, everybody kind of, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that the people like love, like the people that work for me love working. I don't, they don't work for me. They work with me. I never say exactly. for me. I try to, you know, and they, they love being a part of everything I'm creating, which I'm very thankful for. Like there's people that work at the cafe that work, work at the store. There's people that work at the store that work at the bar. There's people that work at, you know, that work with me and in, in other projects, like they just want to be involved in the empire that they, that we're trying to build together. You know what I mean? I want to take care of everybody that's taking care taking care of me. And I think they see that, you know, they, they understand the the vision, which is incredible. Yeah. And it, it just popped in my brain, but how do you go about acquiring a human face? Um, it takes years and years of finding the right and the correct and the, um, the, the most, uh, the, the right networks, like where it's not like, you're not, I'm not digging shit out of the ground. Like this, these come <laughs> yeah. from teaching collections and they're, they're ethically sourced based on, you know, colleges that, you know, this is a teaching specimen. This is how they, you yeah. know, in, in, in school. And then, you know, they get, you know, usually what will happen is like those colleges will take those things and put them into a, a biohazard and, and it just gets discarded. <clears throat> but what they started doing is doing auctions to be able to put money into the schools and do things like that. So they're very private auctions, but they exist where it's like a lot of those things like skeletons and the, and, and pieces of pieces of human basically. So it's like yeah. a learning, it's a piece of your body. You learn, like it's, it's a, you can't learn on something that's fake. You need something that's real. But yeah. now, you know, in 2022, things are getting very realistic where they're starting to get, they're starting to phase that stuff out. But back okay. then they didn't have the realist realism, you know? And so with the oddity collection, it seems like you do kind of have an affinity for pieces of humans. And what is it that is so intriguing to you about having that? It's just one of those things that like, it's a conversation piece through and through, because it's something that no one else has yeah. that you can, you, you now have like one of these things where you're just like, <clears throat> why do you have that? And that sparks a conversation rather than, you know, it, it's, it's just such more of an interesting conversation to have mm -hmm. with somebody than your normal, like, Hey, what do you do for, I hate when people say, Oh, what do you do for a living? Like, that's the worst fucking question. Right. Like ask the person who they are, not what they do, right. you know? So that like weird shit like that brings out questions and, and, and that, that you really wouldn't usually utilize, which is amazing. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, do you have anyone, any friends or family that's like, I'm not coming over to your house. Like it's, that's a little. Oh yeah. I mean, Bobby, my, my best friend's Bobby from Blackcraft, like refuses to stay at my house. <laughs> yeah. He comes okay. in and visits, he comes in and visits and stays at a hotel cause he's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the spirit of whoever's wiener that is might be lurking around a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And they're not happy. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they are. They're still they're still partially alive in this world, you know? Exactly. There, there's, some, <laughs> there's some piece of them that might be still there. Heck yeah. And um, so with Twitch, because uh, you're doing all sorts of stuff on there as well. Um, 
what got you into wanting to get involved on Twitch and wanting to interact on there? Um, I, it was honestly Bobby from Blackcraft and Wes Borland from Biscuit had a podcast and they brought me on for haunted Fridays and I loved it. And we had good conversation. We clicked very well because we're friends and we did that. We we're just like, Hey guys, like, you know, podcasting is, is kind of, it's, it's interesting. It's, but it's, we want to interact with people. And they're like, you know, Bobby was like, I did this Twitch thing for a while with Blackcraft. Let's re let's reignite that and let's see what we can do. And, you know, it was out of like, it was in the pandemic. We were just like trying to, honestly, it was just us hanging out. We just wanted to like talk to each other. And that's mm-hmm. what we did. We just kept going. And then we started a Twitch and it just became this monster. Um, yeah. And then we partnered with, we ended up partnering with DWP, who, which is Danny Lerner presents, which is the biggest uh, rock promoter in the U S which is fucking massive. You know, we get to go to these festivals and, um, you know, uh, live stream fucking bands and, and, and give unsigned artists a chance that they never would have gotten in front of this gigantic audience. Yeah. It's so, it's so amazing. Were you at Rockville? Yeah. How was that for you? Amazing. I fucking love Rockville so much. And I just love any, any DWP festival because they treat everybody fucking right. They treat the bands, right. The grounds are amazing. Like I had my root beer company there. They gave everybody like vendors all make fucking tons of money because there's, they, they give, they give you great placement. They just take care of you. And they're such a good company and it's, it's unreal. And just to be like, Oh, you know, it's crazy. Cause we had our own stage. Like, so we had, we actually had two of our own stages at Rockville. There was the space zebra main stage. And then the DW presents stage, which was our Twitch channel. Um, DW presents is our Twitch channel and space zebra is, which is the, the company inside of DW presents. Yeah. So kiss nine inch nails, like are playing on our stage. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? You know? <laughs> yeah. And the, did you, I mean, it's, it's a crazy trajectory going from you leaving motionless to where you are now and how you've kept, um, this really upward trajectory and still stayed in this similar realm. Um, whenever you left motionless, did you see this sort of trajectory coming into fruition or did your success with like the oddity store and other stuff kind of just lead you into all these other routes? I kind of wanted to just slow down to be completely honest. Um, and that's where I was heading. I was just, I was ready to like relax, take a step back and, and kind of just focus on my craft, which was, you know, selling oddities and, and, and being a retail entrepreneur and trying to figure that out. And then the opportunities kept flooding on top, but I, I never thought I'd be where I am today. I never thought things would be going as well as they, they, they are. And it blows my mind and I'm nothing but grateful for, and there's, there's one group of people that I'm so grateful for. And it's the fans that listened that, that supported me from when I left motionless to now they've, they've literally haven't left my side and they support and they fucking, they, they, they are, are like a, a fucking street team for everything I do. Yeah. And they, they appreciate it. And then I pr- appreciate them. So it's just like a great family and it's incredible. Perfect. Well, I mean, that's how, that's what happens when you genuinely build a fan base rather than, you know, buying one or whatever you got to do when you, when you build genuine fans, uh, it it creates this niche uh, for you specifically that will allow to do it. I, I always recommend a lot of people listen to this podcast or bands that are starting out or looking to grow in some ways. And I'm like, you really got to connect and also be completely genuine. And I feel like that's how you've gotten these people to stick around and support everything that you do. 
Yeah, and I and I love it so much. And uh, the Strange Kids music as well. That's something I wanted to talk about too. Um, what all are you doing in Strange Kids music? So um, it's me and my friend Jake Simons. Um, he's doing a lot of the production. I'm doing like a, uh, a lot of you know we're writing together. I'm doing vocals um, and some other instruments. So it's it's yeah. it's me singing, which always blows people's minds because it's really <laughs> weird. Yeah. Um, so it's it's mostly just me on vocals writing melodies and you know co and and then co co writing instrumentals with with Jake and just kind of having fun like doing whatever the fuck we want however right. we feel I actually have like a rock song coming out soon that's like heavy yeah that I haven't I haven't done and since I've been emotionless so I'm excited to see how people take that and yeah. I really want to play shows again at a very small level like maybe play a couple yeah. festivals and then go home because you know how horrible it is being in a band yeah i mean even us kicking things back off from the pandemic it's i've, I've we have 11 day run that's it i'm like i'm not doing more than that currently like <laughs> there's just no way and so yeah the dream i was actually talking to this dj named swarm and he just flies in on weekends. i love swarm yeah so sick he just flies in on weekends i'm like that's the dream too bad bands are expensive <laughs> like <laughs> i wish i could do that with with something because that like to be able to yeah. come home to the family and back to, you know, the other businesses rather than being yeah. in on the road for 60 days. I'm there's no tell, way that that's tell possible. swarm, tell swarm. I want to work with them. Perfect. I, I just had so that good. phone call with him the other day too, about myself. He's so good. And that's, I think, I think the, I love seeing EDM artists that are into the heavier, darker side of music yeah. as well. Um, and I think that a lot of metal fans should give EDM more of a listen instead of just the mainstream stuff. There's so much dark, heavy EDM out there that is just so good. I love it. Yeah. And um, definitely. And the, cause I mean, the top song on strange kid music is like a, like a hip hop kind of trap song. And so you're yeah. also doing rock. You're just doing your thing. It's just, honestly, it's like, however we're all feeling in the studio yeah. at, the, at the time and whatever feels, whatever comes out of us, like that's just what it is, you know? And I, I, I like wind me up is just one of those things that just came out of nowhere. You know, we had, we had the yeah. initial beat and then it turned into the, the, the guy at the studio, which is Kyle um, at railroad park studios. He's just like, Hey, what if I put this like trap beat behind it? Like a post Malone style mm -hmm. thing. And I was like, I was like, I don't know, man, I'm not, I'm not really in, I'm not like familiar with that music. He's like, just trust me. I said, you know what? fuck it i was like go ahead and then it ended up being like it, it it caught on really well and people love the song so i i can't complain i just i'm i'm open to all avenues of 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 everybody's ideas i love it yeah. so much well and um that's one of the beauties of not just being a full-time musician is that you can do your music with however you want like it doesn't matter yeah. you you don't need to chase you know x amount of streams so you can make your bills like it's you can just be creative and be have fun with it and so that's awesome that you guys are doing it like that and also it's nice that um you know you are taking other people's input in so many different ways that's something i'm still really trying to get myself to be more comfortable with um but it's about surrounding yourself with good people and so like like i said a lot of people listening to this are starting up musicians or people trying to have some success in a creative venture and but I feel like a lot of people might struggle to actually surround themselves with people that are this dedicated. And it seems like you are involved with all these people that have the ability to 
help you and to work with you to make everything better. And did you find that naturally just yourself working and stuff or did, were you seeking out people that were also dedicated? Um, I, I don't know. I just trust, I I'm, I'm very trustworthy and I'm very like energy based. Like, you know, if you came up to me and I read, like you had nothing but positivity ready, ready out of your motivated human being. I can, I can, t- I can find that out in like a second. Um, yeah. so it, it's, it's, I just go off a feeling. I go, I trust you. I want to be, yeah. I want you to be in my circle. Let's do this, you know? For sure. Yeah. And I mean, that's, it's super important. And, and I really do try to influence as many people to try to branch out and work with as many people as possible. And it's just awesome. All the success you have in so many different avenues. And so from here, I know you said you're going to scale parlor up as, you know, nationwide doing all that stuff. And so right now is parlor like the big focus for you. Um, I try, I never focus anything. Yeah. I try to give everything a hundred percent of myself, um, which is tough. It really is yeah. tough. I mean, I try to, you know, I'm trying to grow everything cohesively, which is very tough. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm that kind of person. I like, I will, I literally woke up at, you know, seven o'clock this morning, took a shower, let my dogs out, fed my dogs. I had a meeting at, at nine o'clock. I had a meeting at uh, nine 30. I had a meeting at 10 30. I had a meeting at yep. uh, 11 and then 11 and then 12. And then I had a meeting uh, at 1230. And then I had a, a <laughs> one to two 30. And then I had a three to four 30. And then I had this at five 30 and then I have a six 30 until eight 30. And then I get dinner with my girlfriend. There you go. <laughs> like that's, that's my days a lot, you know, and that's just, yeah. that's only touching base on that was just touching base on two businesses. Um, so do you so feel it's like, like you're, do you feel like a project manager essentially? I feel like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I literally go with, if, if one day I have to go build a fucking, um, an activation. If one day I have to go, you know, mop the floors at my bar. If one day I have yeah. to go articulate a skeleton at strange, if one day I have to go make a coffee for, you know, figuring out what's our next thing. What if I yeah. one day have to do content? So, I mean, yeah, product, a project manager on top of a, you know, on top of a CEO, on top of a CFO, on top of a COO, on top of just like, just yeah. being a dude and just trying to hang For out sure. and make everybody happy. I took all my strange employees to the amusement park the other day, like trying to like, you know, just make, I just want people to be happy. And yeah. that's really it. Heck yeah. I mean, and you're in so many revenue or not revenue, so many like uh, outlets as well that, you can influence so many people and give like your fan base and new people in so many different outlets, uh, happiness as well. So I love seeing it. I love seeing people that are, that work really hard and people that are genuinely creative, staying in a creative realm and making it work. And so I, I just, I, people should take inspiration from people like you to really be, uh, and I know you probably don't like hearing this crap because whatever it sounds like brown nosing or whatever, but really <laughs> a lot of young musicians that are out there doing it, like you got to look at stuff like this and try to branch out. Don't just be a musician. Try to, you know, be creative in so many different outlets. And so I love seeing that uh, from you. And so I can respect it. I, I just want to know. I just want people to know that like coming from a dude that grew up in a trailer park. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm now doing everything I've ever wanted to do plus more. And people give me opportunities because you know what I do? I'm a, I'm a respectful, trustworthy human being that is and loyal. And like, 
I, if I shake your hand and tell you I'm going to do something, I do it. And I think, you know, more people need to be like that. Stop fucking people over and just, mm-hmm. you know, be a fucking human being and love each other and, you know, support each other when people are down, like don't kick people. I yeah. mean, it's, it, it's, it's a crazy world out there and all we need yep. is each other and that's it. Definitely. And I mean, it's, it's weird. Me and you keep having some little parallels. I also grew up in a trailer park. That was actually one of the big things that inspired me to be straight edge my whole life. Uh, just because the crap I saw there and the way I interact with the world has a lot to do with how I grew up. And uh, also my drive for being successful um, comes from that realm as well. And um, yeah, me and you keep having these weird parallels. I feel like we could have a whole other episode on stuff like it that. Can go, it can go for hours. You know? And that's the nice thing about connecting with people because this is the first time me and you have talked, but you know, you got to reach out and you got to talk to other people and don't just stay in your little group. You might find the person that can help you bring your vision to life. And so I, I appreciate you talking to me. I know you got busy stuff. got to get on the Twitch channel and do your, do your uh, stuff on there. And so thank you for taking the time out of your day to chat here. I appreciate you. Yeah. So let me know when it comes out so I can push it and do stuff and, and send me some fucking knives. Okay. I'll, Hey, you send me some root beer. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Well, I and yeah, this episode is brought to you by Parlor Root Beer. Go check that nice. out. Nice. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. The the end roll ad. <laughs> Sweet. I, I appreciate you talking to me, Josh. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. You too. Peace. Bye. Make sure to head over to drinkparlor.com and pick up some of Josh's root beer. It's some good stuff. Again, head over to drinkparlor.com. Thank you guys for listening. Peace out. 